This is Story Quest. Brand new stories you'll want to hear again and again. The Old Man in the Boat is a show about an old man in a boat. Previously on The Old Man in the Boat, the old man has been fishing. He has talked to a raindrop. Hello. A genie. Hello. A fish. Only me. Three different shadows. Hi. Oh, what? Can you see me? And a worm. Hello. Who used to be bait, but is now taking a nap. Also, a seagull who pooped in his beard. <laughs> it has become very, very hot out there on the lake. There is no shade at all, and the old man can feel sweat dripping down his spine. What he would love right now is a nice big ice cream. But there are no ice cream vans around. You don't get ice cream vans on lakes. Oh, that sun is scorching today. Oh, sorry. Hello, who's that? Look up, it's me, the sun. The sun? Ah, you're too bright. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have said that, should I? Best not to look directly at me in future, love. Thanks for the advice. It's just that I am so happy. I have so much energy and I just wanted to shine all day long and send my beams down to you on Earth and make you as happy as I am. Don't I make you happy? I'm happy. Are you happy? Well, it's just that... uh... It's a bit hot down here for an old man like me. Well, I like the heat personally. Lucky I do really are. I'd be in a right state, wouldn't I? But most life on Earth loves my heat and my light too. Do you know how amazing it feels to power all life on Earth with your own sunbeams? I guess you don't, but it's very amazing. There's no life without sunbeams. That's what I say when I chat to the other planets. Hang on, you chat to the other planets? I do. I mean, I'll chat to anyone. I'm very chatty, me. Always up for a chat. They're all in me orbit, aren't they? So when they pop past, of course we chat. Be rude not to, wouldn't it? Lovely people, the planets. Especially Saturn. He's so handsome, but he's so kind with it, you know. Wish I had rings like him. They're gorgeous, aren't they? Well, they are very striking. Mars can be a bit annoying sometimes, though. So pleased with his lovely crimson colour he is. I say, Mercury's red too and you don't hear her boosting about it, do you? (laughs) We laugh. Well, Mercury doesn't. She doesn't like me much. She says, if it weren't for me, she'd be the hottest planet in the solar system. And I say, if it weren't for me, you wouldn't even be hot. (laughs) She's a sweetheart, really. We have a laugh, we really do. You know... Some people down here say the moon is made of cheese. The moon? Made of cheese? No. You know, she uses my light to look all silvery and pretty. I don't mind, of course. But if she was made of cheese, she'd melt everywhere. That doesn't bear thinking about, does it? Well, actually, I think I could think about that for quite a long time. Lovely, stretchy, melted cheese. Ooh. You know, sometimes I look up at the sky and I think of the size of the universe. 
like how enormous it is, how huge, how gigantic. Yeah, it is quite big, isn't it? I mean, I'm pretty big, but compared to the rest of the universe, I'm tiny. Like a minuscule crystal of sugar. Well, smaller than that. Like a cute little shiny molecule with lovely, pretty, bright beams. That's it. You are huge, but not to the universe. And I live on a planet that's tiny compared to you, in a country that's even smaller. And I'm on a lake that's even smaller, in a boat that's even smaller. That's right. You're so diddy. You're so cute. And I think about how old I am. But you were there long before me, before my great-great-great-grandparents, ages before them even. You must have been there when we had dinosaurs down here. Uh, that was a while ago now, but yeah, I was. They were a bit scary. On this lake, I've seen mayflies who live for just five minutes. But to the universe, I'm not even a mayfly. To the universe, I'm just a tiny atom that lives in the blink of an eye. And when I think about that... Yeah? Well, when I think about that about the size of the universe, everything can seem so insignificant. How far away are you, for example? I'm not that far, Precious. Only about 150 million kilometres. But, whew, with that distance, it must take some time for your sunbeams to meet me here on Earth. Last time I checked, I think it was about eight minutes. So when I look at you now, I'm seeing what you looked like eight minutes ago. But I haven't changed that much in eight minutes. Honestly, I'm cute as ever. Still just doing my shining. It occurred to the old man that if sunbeams took eight minutes to reach the Earth, how could he be holding a normal conversation with the sun? Wouldn't there be eight-minute gaps between each one of them speaking? Or more? Wasn't the speed of sound slower than the speed of light? It was very confusing, and it made him wish he had some cheese to help calm him down. Some stars I can see at night are much, much smaller than you. Yeah, that's because they're further away. Here's the thing, you might not know this, but the further away an object is, the smaller it seems. Yes, yes, I understand how that works. But let's say night falls and I look at the sky... And I stare at a star. And that star is trillions of kilometres away. It's just a pinbrick in the sky. Yes, love. So that light from that star might be taking years to reach my eyes. Yeah, that's right. And those stars also burn out once in a while and explode. Yeah, one day I'll burn out too. Plenty of time left to shine yet, though. A good four billion years, give or take. But if the light from a star has taken years to reach my eyes, that could mean it doesn't exist anymore. So I'm seeing something that isn't actually there. I know. Isn't it weird? It's like when you look at the stars, you're looking back in time. <gasps> Ooh, makes me feel a bit creeped out, a bit ookie-dookie. I don't know about you. Well, I'm not sure what ookie-kookie means, but it sounds about right. So, think about this. Imagine you invented a machine to travel to a star, right? And you set your coordinates and all that, but before you even press your little go button to do your blast off, 
the place you're going to might already be gone? What a waste of time! All that effort you put into your cute rocket ship for no reason. Actually, when I was young, it was my greatest wish to become an astronaut. But you ended up as a fisher person. Well, I ended up in this boat, yes. No, probably for the best. Difficult to wear an astronaut costume with that beard of yours. But do you know why I wanted to be an astronaut? To see the universe? To dance on the moon? To get closer to little old me? No, no. Well, yes. (laughs) But what I really wanted to know is, is there life on other planets? Oh, that's an easy question, love. Oh, hello, Jupiter. Yeah, I was just saying goodbye to my old friend down here on Earth. You're talking to Jupiter now? Can he just quickly answer my question before yeah, you go? Yeah, Jupiter, yeah. Yeah, he's a lovely old thing with a big white beard. You'd love him. Oh, sorry, old man, just chatting with my friend Jupiter. Well, I, I can't hear him, but could you just... Oh, oh, probably something to do with galactic acoustics. Yeah, I'm coming, Jupiter. Bye, old man. But... Oh. The old man sighed. He stared at the vastness of the sky and wondered about life on other planets. Just think, maybe there's another planet just like this one, with another old man sitting in another boat, with another kid listening to another show about that old man in his boat. And that means there could be another narrator saying exactly these same words the same way that I'm saying them. But I tell you what, I bet he can't end the episode as fast as I can. Watch this. Bye. (laughs) Next time on The Old Man in the Boat, the worm is back. But is the worm really back? And is the worm really real? Who knows? The Old Man in the Boat is a Message Heard production in collaboration with Fun Kids and supported by the Audio Content Fund. Thanks for coming on a story quest with us. If you like that story, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode. 